All right, boys, we're on. Bikinis and Beanies podcast. Week one. Recap. What's today? 9-13. Episode 11 or 12 or something like that. Something like that. Uh, episode? Yeah. One, yeah, who two, knows? No three, one's counting. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Wait, are you serious? 15? I think so. Damn, we're like professionals now. Yeah, so as you can see, no Bills fans today with us. I'm sure you can guess why. why. Yeah. Not a good week for them. I guess we'll do the intro. I don't, Calvin usually does it. What does he say? Welcome Uh, to Bikinis and Beanies podcast. My name's Riley. I'm Ryan. And I'm Matt. And this is the Bills Fins fan podcast so exciting week one for the Dolphins not so exciting week for the Bills but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit even though the Bills guys aren't here I'd like to get their insights on what's going on but we can we can give our opinion from from the cooler sideline at Hard Rock Stadium, not the blazing heat, and tell you what we think. Um, let's yeah, see. It would have been nice to hear what they had to say, but yeah. I mean, I think we know what they would have to say. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if we just want to kind of briefly talk about the game, we'll go into the Miami stuff because you know the Bills guys aren't on my my biggest takeaway of that game is Josh Allen just not protecting himself I you know he hasn't really been injured in the past right um but some of the hits that he was taking just kind of you know is it goes against everything that I've seen other teams do with quarterbacks right and protecting them so I wonder if that changes moving forward I don't know obviously he's still gonna take hits right he's a ball a ball carrier um but it just seemed like so different, right? Versus the Miami game, right? To a you know barely got touched, and just around the league, right? Just trying to protect your quarterback, especially a franchise one like like Josh. So uh, bad game for them, but you know I we we know that they'll bounce back, um, and we'll maybe. we'll play them eventually, right? True, maybe, maybe. Um. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, um. Bills talk. Let's talk Miami. Yeah, so Miami wins 36-34 in L.A. against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Um, What's that? Oh, my phone is vibrating off the hook. Um, So, yeah, the, the, the big matchup between Tua and Herbert, everybody likes to argue online about who's the better quarterback. Um, and I wouldn't say that one game necessarily defines it. No. But it was big seeing Tua come off of, a, you know, a year when he played really well when he was on the field, except for, you know, that game last year. He didn't play too well. Um, but for him to start the season off well, I can't remember the last time. I mean, last year was really <clears throat> the first year in a long time 
that they've been a a pretty decent team and been an exciting team. Um, they've never really started seasons off very well, so it was good to see them have a have a a win there in week one. The offense looked good, great. The defense not so much. But again, we could probably talk about that too as well. New new DC, some new bodies in there, a new scheme to figure out. You're going up against Justin Herbert and the Chargers who can be explosive. Um, so they struggled yeah. a little bit. So. Yeah, it was... Uh, defensively, it was... I don't want to say disappointing because you come away with the victory. And like you said, the Chargers are an explosive team, you know, with Eckler and right. Herbert. Um, I think in the passing game, they played fairly well, but my concern was the 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 rushing for the Chargers was, you know, they, they were pretty much unstoppable. I looked earlier, what was it? Yeah, 200-some yards. We are now, after yeah, week one, the worst, the worst rushing defense in the league by far, I think. Yeah. So. And I think just from like a, I I want to go back and watch some of the all twenty two film, but just from watching the game, that the linebackers were practically non existent. Yeah, they and... were they were getting washed out. They weren't filling where they needed to be. They just didn't. They were they were pretty much invisible. And I looked at their tackles. They, I think uh, Baker think had six. maybe. I don't even think he had six. I think someone had three. Someone said he had six. Like. His his record for he's like one of the top guys for streaks for being able to get a tackle a game right and I read it it said he had six he had four tackles three assists and okay. then David David Long had one tackle yeah he was so, nowhere near in the game it was it was bad and and me and Riley talked about it a lot I know Ryan you were in and out of the game a bit but like the these running backs were getting touched to a yard or two into their carries and turning them into five, six-yard gains, which is just, I, I hate seeing stuff like that because you're like, okay, you're getting hands on them at the line of scrimmage, maybe short after the line of scrimmage, you could hold it to a two, three-yard gain, and they're turning into these five, six-yard gains and, and giving them, you know, far better down and distance going forward. So it was it was tough to watch. But, you know, I, it's a, it's a, I think it's a complex scheme that Fangio is implementing, and I think... It will take a little bit of time before they fully catch up to, you know, where they really want to be. Um, and yeah. they came away with the win. And they came right. away with the win with the right. defensive stop. And, you know, it was it was a fun game. I, to Ryan's point, right? I mean, defense had its struggles, but you keep the Chargers to, you know, the amount of points that your offense can put up, right? Which is the defense's job, right? Just keep them, keep them down. Um, so they got that done, right? And I think that's... Uh, it's all positive, right? And they'll learn from it. I also yeah. think a little bit, you know, I think Wilkins came out and said, you know, we need to be better. I'll, I'll be better. Right? He always puts it on himself. I kind of agree. Like you were stopping him a little bit at the line, but could there have been more, you know, squeezing those gaps a little bit? Um, but then that, that rolls into your linebackers, right? They just weren't there, right? They were getting okay. washed out a lot and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, three points from what you guys just said. One was, I thought that, the Chargers offensive line pretty much dominated our defensive line considering we didn't get any sacks of that last series. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe a few pressures 
maybe a few knockdowns. I don't know what the stats were, but I just felt like what I was watching was the line when when the Chargers were running the ball, they were driving the, that interior line off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, That's absolutely. And, and, you know, Eckler and I forget who else was running the ball. Whenever they're making contact, they're making contact, like you said, like two yards downfield, moving forward, not being touched, not being diverted off the path, and they're just falling forward for three yards. So they were right. always gaining right. gaining momentum that way. So that, I felt, was a concern. The other one was that Fangio's defense is complicated because I, I feel like I remember in preseason, guys were like, yeah, you know, like it – you know, we're get like it's an awesome scheme. I can use my athleticism, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they were sort of making it seem like they had it down pat. But now it sounds like, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's a bigger transition period here for us for this defense to get rolling, and understanding what their roles are. And I know that like preseason is different than a real game, um, so there's probably going to be some growing pains there. Um, and then the last point was. Yeah, the defense got kind of run over, and we know it's going to be like a, a bend-not-break defense like we're used to, which I did an okay job of maybe, but they did kind of break a lot. Yeah. But they ended up coming out on top at the end of that game. They made the plays when they needed to make those plays, right. yeah, um, which absolutely. was awesome to see. Not, you know, Justin Herbert driving down the field, although, you know, he's also – He's known for choking in those situations. Like when that team needs to put something on Justin Herbert's back, he's not getting the job done at the end, the end of games. So, yeah. Um, so I think there's, there's the last drive where he was like on third and seven, right? Just threw the ball away or something like that. Yeah. That intentional grounding killed him there. Yeah. There was that intentional grounding. One more point I I wanted to make about the defense is, uh, there was two calls on X, right, for pass interference, kind of balls that were deep, and he made contact. I think the second one was definitely P.I. The first one could have went both ways, but his hands were on him. Um, I, I was talking to Dad about it a little bit. I thought, you know, X X is playing well if one game, right? But I feel like when you watch him, even he's not targeted a lot or the ball's not coming to him, just seems like he's uh, not, like, he, he, he I, maybe he's never been this way I and mean, i'll get your f- feedback on it but like a, a runner to the ball to make a hit right in group tackles or stuff like that um but i, I thought you know i without ramsey and you had elliot back there and kohu right i think kohu played great again right um elliot i think had one play where um he got beat for a deep ball um but i thought the secondary played well and held that unit together right and like you guys said you know ben don't break um but then before the half, right, we were able to get kind of the same type of scenario where you throw the ball down, you got PI, and it puts you really deep into the into their zone. Um, it was nice to see one of those calls go our ways or, or that to happen to us because it's rare that that ever happens to the Dolphins, right? It's like a Kansas City, uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay type of thing, right? Chuck the ball down and try and get a PI call. Um, so just kind of wanted to call out some of those penalties that I, that I saw that – you know, put the Chargers in good spots to score points, right? And if you don't have those or you have more contested catches, right, you know, maybe some of those points aren't there uh, on the board for them. Yeah. I think to piggyback off the secondary thing, too, is considering the lack of pressure on Herbert in that game, the, the secondary, uh, you know, for for the most part, played well enough. You know, it was really that rushing attack that 
was right. really beating us. And yeah. I think another thing too is I think I saw today. I believe it was uh, McDaniel's presser today. I saw a quote that basically he intimated that he believed that some of the guys were trying to make plays on their own and not necessarily doing what they were supposed to be doing. So I think there was some breakdown in that defense in terms of what was expected and what was actually executed out in the field. But I think, you know, you have the film. They're not on a short week. They're actually on a bit of a longer week because they play Sunday night. They'll be able to look at that and go uh, make some corrections. So I think it I think it gets better. You know, I think we all agree this defense is going to take a, a little bit of time to, to get on the right path. Um, but like like we said, they... They pull it out in the end when yeah. they needed to. So, yeah, and I and I guess I mean I didn't hear Eli Apple's name get called on a lot or get exposed. So, and no. I think he played he played a, a good bit, right? Because it was it was Kohu, Apple, and X were playing cornerback. So yeah, yeah, not bad. Like Riley said, they. He- they kept the Chargers to fewer points than the offense, and I I forgot what the score was last year. Last year we lost seventeen to twenty three, so you could imagine though, if the offense struggles, that game you know, that game is looking just as worse, if not worse, than it yeah. was last year. Right. So yeah, it is offense... a point I wanted to make. Is like, I, this was a feeling I don't often get with Miami, even last year. In the Chargers game, I was never not confident that Miami couldn't go down and score, you know, especially after the Chargers to score. There was this kind of air of confidence, like, okay, we our offense is rolling, we know what we can do, we can go and tie this thing up, we can go get the lead. And it's just not something that's that's always been... Uh, you know, this has been a ton of games where I thought, "Shit, we're we're down. This is going to be tough to get back in this game or stay with these guys if we, if the defense isn't, you know, stopping them from getting in the end zone to put points on the board." Yeah, I, you you had moments of that last year, right? Kind of those feelings. Yeah, you see the Baltimore game, uh, right, right, and right. that you know, I, I, that all re- revolves around Tua, right? I a hundred percent. I think this week kind of solidified it a little bit right there's more games to play but i mean Tua was outstanding that game it was it was such a phenomenal game for him it it's 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 just cool to see him get back in the get back on the field and and be able to kind of jump right back in where he kind of was that's a good point early yeah that you're coming in off of an injury and you you stand stout right for 43 dropbacks it's crazy yeah yeah, and against uh, I I think the Chargers are a good team, and I think when we did our yeah preseason uh, predictions, I believe I picked Miami to win this game, but it, you know it, deep okay. down it was like okay, is this you know this is a a coin flip, you know whether or not they're going to be able to hang with this team. But yeah, you go into LA, get a big win there, kind of maybe subdue the Tua Herbert talk for a little while. And uh, you get the you get the season started on the on a positive with the W. Yeah, so it started. <clears throat> so this was. Uh, let's just hop into it. I'll I'll show the uh, the couple media things that we have here. So Tua got offensive player of the week this week, 
or yeah. AFC offense, AFC, AFC offensive AFC, player of the yeah. week. Um, so it's his second of his career, and the first was obviously last year in that Baltimore game. And mm. um, I had to look it up to see when that was at what point in the season. That was week two. Um, the the Baltimore two, yeah. game. Yeah, that was week two yeah. last year. Holy crap. I thought that so, was more think, like in the middle of the season. No, it was week two. We opened with the Patriots, I think, last year, right? Yeah. And then played the Ravens. Yep. Yeah, and I think we just barely beat the Patriots. And then yeah, it was went and had that game. And like wow. Matt, you were saying, you're like, you like you have this feeling now that the offense can do so much that you can rely on them to be in games when it's a shootout game. Um, and right. I feel like that started for me after I saw what Tua and the offense did last year in week two in that Baltimore game. I've just always like, once you see that potential, you're like, we can do this. It, you know, if we're clicking and it's the right circumstances, like we can get so much done with this offense and put up lots of points and have lots of big explosive plays. So like, that's, that's my mindset now that if Tua yeah. is seeing it and he's healthy and everything's going for him, you can put up, you know, massive numbers like he has. So he had 466 yards, three touchdowns and that one interception, um, which is amazing. I think it was the, third most yards ever thrown in a week one game (laughs) Um, and I think the other names on that list were Dan Marino um who else was in there I forget I I saw the tweet um there was someone from way back yeah Yeah. there was somebody who I I've never heard of because he was older yeah (laughs) um but that's pretty awesome so that that was to a stat line 28 of 45 466 three touchdowns and interception so obviously he's leading the league in in passing yards right now by by like a by like a hundred I think yeah. almost maybe a little bit less. Yeah, yeah, a I little bit less. Another than that. thing to note. Go I ahead. Think another thing to note, just in that is, when's the last time we saw Tua have forty five pass attempts? <laughs> I mean, I I know we talk about the the run to pass ratio and whether or not McDaniel's trying to run the ball enough. But, I mean, with the way that offense was operating on Sunday, I was I was more prone to say, hey, just keep throwing it. Because yeah. he was finding open guys. He was, you know, super accurate in, in most cases. And it was, I, I, he, he was the hot hand and that you had to roll with him. You had to keep, you know, letting him make decisions and making plays. Yeah, I and you know that that rolls into you stop throwing the ball, you try to commit to the run a little bit more, and then you're second and eleven, second and ten, right, right. or third and twelve, like whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, I, I think you know confidence is key, and if it's rolling, it's rolling. I think Omar Kelly tweeted like you know is McDaniel OD and on passing right type deal. Right. <laughs> um, I kind of like that how he how he labeled that or worded it. Um, but I mean, like if it's working and you have a game plan and and you're able to execute at that high of a level, right, early on, then you know, and and you need to score points. You know, I didn't see anything wrong with how how it was handled, right? I think the passing was needed, yeah. and he was darting right. the ball where it was needing to be. So, yeah, you you did pick uh charge or uh Chargers to win or Chargers to lose. We all picked that game. You and Calvin and Ben. I believe I, 
Oh, are you saying we did or are you asking? Us to win. Us to win. Uh, and yeah. then for the Bills game, you guys all picked the Bills to win, and I was the only one to pick them to lose. So I'm one up on you guys. Yeah, but if you look at that game, even especially after Rodgers goes down, you got to assume the Bills are going to win that game. Right. But right. I, yeah, I mean, are we jumping into the Bills Jets or you want to keep? No, no, no. We'll, no, we'll keep doing dog. There's some clips I think Ryan has. I just wanted to let you know who picked who. Yeah, we can get to the Bills then. Um, the, the one thing about that game with Tua, he wasn't pressured at all. And I think, no. a, you know, a lot of credit goes to the line. You know, I think Omar Absolutely. Kelly was talking about Kendall Lamb and, um, you know, how he's kind of a different person and things like that. Um, but, you know, what What happens, you know, Tua stepped up in places where he needed to step up to fill the pocket, right? And and, yeah. and he skirted out of the pocket when he needed to, too. There was a video of all 45 of his dropbacks, and it's just so cool to watch him sit in the pocket and move up into different areas and deliver a ball on target. Um, but yeah. I think the credit, the credit goes to the line for really being able to hold, what, Nick Bosa, um, Khalil Mack, Joey, right, to Joey Bosa. Yeah. Joey Bosa. Okay. Uh, you know, to, you to heard no like hits, quarterback Khalil hits. Mack, no, you heard Khalil Mack's name maybe once that entire game. And, yeah. you know, I think they focused on Bosa a little more, but even Bosa, you know, couldn't get much of anything going. So it was it was impressive, and it was definitely good to see that that O-line, even without Armstead, can hold their own. Right. Which... And even in the run game, the, the run game for for you know what it's worth, they, I I think, played fairly well. They just didn't run the ball a lot. Yeah, that was my only concern is that, you know, McDaniel had this <clears throat> whole idea that you know I need to 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 rely on the run game more, and we did a little bit early on, but you could tell that yeah. he felt like it wasn't giving him what he wanted, and as soon as you know, the passing game really opened up. He was like, nah, I'm just going to no, I'm just right. gonna throw the ball. There's no stopping him. <laughs> and we were talking about him like, all right, you got to run the ball now. You got to run the ball, Mike. And he runs the ball, and it gets stuffed. And you're like, you could probably try again. Nah, he's done. He's he's, yeah, he's yeah. not trying it anymore. We converted. I, I don't know the stat on it, but we had, like, you know, really critical third down plays, right? Third and 10, I think, at one point, maybe like a third and 11, third and 12, where we converted – and those, you know, those are key. I think someone on the announcer said, like, it's money down. It might have been Baldinger. I, I watched the Baldinger clip. Uh, right, money down. Like, third down is, like, your your opportunity to go get that, you know, just get the yards. Um, and it was, it was nice that we converted on those to keep drives moving. Yeah. Yeah, Miami was 4-9 on third down. So just under 50%. They were 1-1 one, one, fourth down. But, you know, it was... Those, those, th those ones that we converted, I think, might have ended up in us scoring, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, there were there were a couple, there were a handful of really big third down conversions. Especially, I mean, there was what two, two on that last drive. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was thinking, um, there were two guys who I think stepped up, who got the ball that I wasn't expecting, and that made like really big plays. Well, okay, maybe three guys because let now, me guess. Now I'm thinking. Let me guess them. Go ahead. I'm gonna guess you're gonna say Barrios is definitely one. Barrios, yeah, that was my third guy who was like, oh yeah, he made some really good plays too. 
Smythe. Yeah. And oh yeah, another one. Who else made plays? Not only I, I missed a was lot of like play? the mid to the end game. Was so it, it was a lot of play? it was some early games. Well, yeah, did he make only one play, maybe? Maybe he only made one play, it's, but it's our draft pick. No. No, no but he did up. have some good plays. But <laughs> I was thinking Craycraft played oh, yeah. Craycraft. Well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But Barrios, oh, we, we told- Barrios definitely, and I was so surprised at how much we use Smythe, considering we oh, got yeah, rid we, of Kaseki. We that, talked about oh, absolutely. that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was a that was a question going into the season. You know, you uh, Gusecki goes to the Patriots. They don't do much to to fill that. I mean, they got Higgins, but Higgins was cut, and they cut him. So they have yeah, they have Smythe. Uh, Croft and Hill on the roster. Croft and Hill, yeah. So and and yeah, I agree. Smythe had a Smythe had a great game, and he was utilized, uh, you know, enough to the point where you don't feel that you don't feel that they really lost, lost. anything with yeah. getting rid of Kaseki. Be curious to go through the all twenty-two and see how much he did blocking wise. I know we yeah. saw him on like the, the plays or on the catching pl- passes, but um, mm-hmm. I wasn't really focusing on him from a blocking perspective. I was more looking at Tua and where that ball was going. But uh, yeah, and you know what it is? I mean, I-, I can imagine how hard it is to game plan to be like, all right, we gotta stop Tyreek, like arguably the best wide receiver in the league, and then you have to stop Jalen Waddle, who didn't get a lot of action, but I think that's just because of. You know, one yeah. guy has got to be open, you know. So we didn't get a lot of action. And then Craycraft's a pretty decent wide receiver. Berrios is a pretty decent wide receiver. And when you have all four of those guys on the field, and then you might also have Smythe on the field, they're probably not accounting for those last three at all for anything. Yeah. So if they right. get any sort of separation, um, if they're if they're schemed up in any sort of way that McDaniel can get them open somewhere, they're going to be open. So, yeah, someone pointed out on Twitter, I forget who it was, but they said that, um, at least based on week one, it seems like McDaniel is not forcing Waddle and Tyreek on the field at the same time. I saw that as much as he was last year. Yep, I saw that. I, I saw that he's actually trying to make them not on the field at the same time. Although I feel like I saw a lot of right. Tyreek, and that's probably why we didn't see as much Jalen Waddle. Um, right. But yeah, and Waddle I'm, still had seventy-eight yards, four catches, seventy-eight yards. It's it's probably that that's like I feel like that's really smart when you think about it. You have two guys who are awesome. They both can't get the ball on the same play, right? Right. Obviously, one can can attract more attention and the other one be open. But maybe you saw last year, like, hey, when we have these two guys on the field, you know, I don't know. They're they're just not mixing together properly. So if I get them on separately, I can get them rested. The rest of the guys that we have, now now that we have a receiver core that's a little bit more competent maybe than last year, that we can have guys on the field who can complement Waddle and Hill when they're on the field and make sure that someone's open at some point. That I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think you saw it in this game. I, I, there are a couple clips of Tyreek where you could tell that he was gassed and he came off the field and he was, you know, breathing heavy. You could tell it, and it it makes sense. He's he was running around a lot. I mean, on that one, 
that one touchdown, he ran, he scored and then ran down the end zone <laughs> all the way up the sidelines. <laughs> Uh, He's running a track meet. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So you're talking about Tyreek. And I don't know if you saw this. Um, I sort of saw it during the game, but until someone pointed it out and I saw it on Twitter. What it seems like McDaniel is doing, I don't think he needs help to get open, but he's doing a lot of these like little tiny motions with Tyreek where like right before the snap and the one guy thinks that it's it's kind of like a uh like xfl kind of style motion where you're like right before the snap like a second or two before the yeah. snap he's running in motion across another receiver and getting this like free release off and he can also beat people right off releases like if you're man-to-man trying to press tyreek you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna put hands on him but yeah getting him in so- these kind of like motions like five yard motions across somebody and getting him out into space. Like he's just uncoverable that way. And I, I, to like most of the time, right. In, in the current NFL, that was used to tell like if they're in man or zone, right. You, you motion out to see if someone stays on you with him doing it seconds before. I don't think it's trying to say, Hey, are you in man? Are you in zone? It's really just to get him into motion. And there was a good thing on Twitter, and I'll try and find it because it was a really good read. It, it seems like Miami is is with Tyreek and, and Waddle running their slants, not five-yard slants, but like seven to nine yards deep, putting pressure on the backers to say, hey, do I cover? Do I drop back deep and yep. give up things in front, or do I or do I push my safeties back deeper to, to cover those? Um, and right. then with, with, your, with your motions – um, they said that they're they're doing like a a wheel a wheel slant combo, right? And usually with that wheel slant, it was kind of like a gimmick back in the day where you weren't really going to throw that wheel often. Um, but now how quick you know Tyree can get out there and them pushing these these D backs really deep, it's opening up, right? And making the D backs either come and make a decision and play close up or or let that side go. Um, so it was a really good read. I'll try and find it for you guys because it, it went pretty deep into like what how McDaniel's offense is putting a lot of pressure on the defenses, right? Um, They compared it to like last year with the Chargers. We got, you know, where we played against the Rams or something where they were, no, it was the Chargers where we lost. Um, They were playing a bunch of man, right? And, and last week on our game, they're playing a bunch of man, but we, but we were getting open. Right. And it was Mm -hmm. because of some of those deeper routes, putting pressures on, on the cornerbacks, right. To come up and make plays while you have the speed on the outside to beat, your man, you know, uh, defender. Yeah. Was, so, yeah. yeah. I, Go ahead, Matt. There were even some motions, and I don't know necessarily what their purpose is, but with the running backs, like right pre-snap, like right before the snap, they'll just, they'll kind of sidestep a couple steps. And then the, and then, you know, the, the ball gets snapped. And I don't know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know necessarily what's that, what that's doing. But he definitely moves guys around a lot pre-snap and yeah, there was there was one time where like Smythe was going back in motion behind Tua when he was in shotgun, and he did like a little uh, out route. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree with the the breakdown of those slants. I I did see someone else breaking down some of their plays, and he was like drawing up how they were running it. And when you think of slant, you think 
like three yards three and make the break and go right? right but the slants that they run are like five seven yards or so and running yeah. slants i think because they're just so fast and it is crazy to think about how much they've used not only like deep slants all right deep slants and also like deeper like just like drags across the field like super deep just like run and then make a turn and go right. like 10 15 yards deep and the fact that Tua is getting the ball out on on plays like that where they I feel like they should take longer to develop and to develop uh, mm. but these guys are so fast that they're getting to spots so quickly that and, and I don't know what the stats are with you know how fast Tua is getting the ball out he's he's getting it out 0.33 seconds quicker than other quarterbacks right now wait hold on there was it was it was 0.33 this guy was breaking down when i was reading so it's 0.33 quicker uh on like passes that are like like deeper ball passes i think Derek carr was the only one that was closer to him um so it was like two was getting the ball out quicker than most quarterbacks and the ball is going deeper right on those big chunk plays you know there was i think that's that was like there were 17 big chunk plays in the miami game um where and that that's kind of where they they threw in like how um how he was getting the ball out quicker than most. I gotta find this. I felt like I liked it, but it's not in my likes. Yeah. Also goes back to I, I was impressed with the offensive line considering we were going up against Mac and and Bosa. They did, a, they did a great job. Um, so it was like super, we're like super, like, you know, the offense was great. Let's talk about the offense. We did talk about the defense a little bit, a little bit. I would say I was a little bit disappointed in them yeah, playing. But absolutely. again, I, I think it really stems from the front not getting any pressure. Because, like, remember back, back in, like, the Boyer days – when Flores was here and stuff like that, running that like cover zero, man to man, send everybody, get pressure on the quarterback because our guys can cover man to man. Um, scheme is just different. Like Fangio did not send extra people ever. I mean, maybe the la the last drive I think he sent some guys because he knew he had to get home. Um, but not getting that pressure and having your guys back there in that in some of those zone and man-to-man -man schemes was just not working for us last week. So we'll see how that sort of transitions over into next week. Um, let's see. I mean, we could talk about the Bills and the Jets. I mean, the, the, the two biggest stories are Josh Allen, man, cannot stop from turning the ball over. Three interceptions, and he lost a fumble. He had two fumbles, and he lost one of them. You know, he comes out and says, you know, that was on me. But I think he also said, like, he's done this before. Like, this was, like, last year. Like, I was giving the ball up, and I'm yeah. still doing it. And it, I don't know. To me, that reads, like, I, I don't know how else to play this game besides the way that I'm playing it, and I turn the ball over. Yeah, I've seen you know a bunch of people talking about it, and basically, 
what a lot of people take away from it is that he just he wants he thinks he can throw the ball downfield and make plays. He's just he's trying to do too much, basically. He's just being and I Superman. Think, right. Part of that is what Riley said with him running the ball and trying to get these extra yards. He's taking these extra hits. It's, I, and I agree with Riley. Some of these hits he takes, they, they're, they're not good hits for him. And he lands funny. He he gets into these weird positions. I think he tried to hurdle against the Jets at one point, and it was just like, <laughs> you're gonna come down on your head one of these times. There were like four. There were like four guys there, and he tried to hurdle one guy. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I think a lot of people just think it's him trying to do too much. Someone, I forget where it was earlier, and someone say that like he plays as if his team sucks and that he has to do it all. Put it on his back, yes. Yeah. That's definitely the vibe I got from like last game was, you know, and, and you know, we watched the Dolphins and obviously Tua just came off of an incredible game. But just take a deep breath almost, right? And trust your people, I, you know? I don't know. It just... It, it didn't seem like like the the line was breaking down completely. It just seemed like he was running the ball and you know just making bad decisions. You don't lose that fumble if you just kind of go down, right, or whatever. I, I don't know if he fumbled it when he was um, well, yeah, you know, it getting tackled, moving up. It was a bobbled snap that he decided oh, ran, to run with. And it was kind of like the like the back of his line. Yeah, it was kind of like a butt fumble, but um, yeah, but he just kind of blacked out in that moment, right? Picked the ball up and ran into whatever. Yeah, but then, I mean, he made another one of those Josh Allen plays where he was, like, running to the sideline and, like, tossed the ball into the end zone, scored a touchdown, did another one where he kind of, like, ran to the side and, like, forward pass, like, flip option the ball to somebody. So he, like, he makes yeah. these crazy plays, and I think, like, that's just in his nature to do that thing. It's just it's more often than not causing problems for their offense yeah. than it is causing Well, on that good. first pick... His first interception, it was brought up, and you could see it, you know, pretty, pretty obvious. Even just watching the game on TV, he rolls out to the left there, and he has, you know, at least twenty some yards of open field where he could run it, pick up a first down, get good yardage. But instead, thinks, okay, let me throw this ball deep and let my wide receiver go get it, who's double covered, and you know, that's that's the first pick. I mean, listen, if he wants to keep playing that way, I have no problem with it. He's gonna, I, I agree. He's gonna make those those kind of, you know, ESPN top ten type plays. He he has that ability. He just tries to do it too much, and it's not always successful. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I thought the Bills would win that game, and uh, I mean I, I'm f- completely fine with the Jets winning it. It it really throws the AFC East into. Yeah. Into you know a big kind of turmoil. I know it's a one weekend, but they're you know that's a big. Those division games are big, regardless of whether or not the beginning of the year or not. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about the rest of the AFC East much. Um, didn't talk about the Pats really at all. Um, didn't talk about the Jets much besides Rogers. And so you have Rogers go down, and he's out for the yeah. season. And you think, all right, that's it. The Jets, they're toast. Like they can't. Yeah. Although, like, part of me was like, Zach Wilson's had some time to like step back and be like, it's it's not me, right? Um, right, a little bit of a, a humbling yeah, in a sense. Yeah, Just let him 
figure himself out. Yeah, maybe like a step back, like the pressure is not on me now. The pressure is on this other guy. It's time for me to learn and stuff like that. And I'm sure he learned a bunch, and he, he said he's learned a bunch. Yep. Um, so maybe this guy can come in and, and do something. And, I mean, he, he played okay. He made some plays when they needed plays, especially near the end of the game. Um, but, I, you know, I still... I guess the Jets' defense is like great. I, I, I mean, I, I I think Jeff Wilson or uh, Jeff yeah Jeff Wilson. I think uh, Zach Wilson played well. Their defense, I think, is 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 solid. I mean, I mean, how can you defense. how can't you think that? Um, so you know, I talked to that a little bit, and uh, you know, he, he didn't really think you know too much about the Jets in a sense. Like it's good the Bills lost. I completely agree with that, but the Jets are still. You know, I think a playoff contender was Zach Wilson. Obviously, it's only week one, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking about last year. He didn't play terrible. He had some good games. I think he went on a streak, a winning streak with them, right? When he, was that last year? I mean, the Jets were winning despite horrible offensive performances. Okay, so maybe it wasn't like, but he looked good. That was the beginning of the year where they went back and forth with him. Yeah. Mike Mike White played well. Mike White. Mike White played well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think they could be successful with Zach Wilson. And they come out, and I know the Jets would have said it regardless of whether or not they were going to go get someone else, but they've already come out and said he's our starter. Yeah. They're probably they're going to pick somebody up because they need to. But I, from what they're saying... They signed someone already, didn't they? I didn't hear anything yet. So, I don't know. Some... Some... But they've said that they're not going to sign a, a starting quarterback. Yeah, they're going to not... bring someone in that's going to be his backup. Cam Newton, Matt Ryan. Kaepernick. <laughs> Riley Michaels. Flacco. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Carson Wentz, yeah. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. Everybody says that the Jets are like top tier. All they need is a quarterback. Their defense is so amazing. I, I for some reason, cannot – They've always had a good front. Like Quentin Williams is great; those guys up front are great. Um, but like, I don't think Sauce had a good game. Sauce Gardner didn't have a good game against the Bills. Like, he was. Well, they I mean, were. They were like he. He gets targeted, and he had like Diggs had like one catch for like twelve yards last year, or something like that. Um, but he was he was getting balls thrown on him, and they were being completed. He didn't have any interceptions. Josh Allen made that defense look good by throwing those stupid balls that he was throwing downfield. Yeah. That I, were bad. I, I hear you one guy, you. Whiteside, had three interceptions. The the three interceptions he threw. So it was that one guy. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I sort of underestimate them. I know that it's a good defense. But I don't know how you can be like, the Jets, they're just a quarterback away. Like, do you really think with Rodgers being healthy, they were going to be like Super Bowl all the way after the first series and seeing that i think they have a better shot going to the super bowl with wilson than rogers <laughs> he's getting eaten up uh, but we don't play the jets till week five so we have like some time to see how it all settles in right yeah i listen i think their defense is good they have they have a good defense i agree with ryan i think they probably seemed propped up a bit because josh allen played so bad Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think all of what Josh Allen did negative was because the Jets have a, this outstanding defense. I think a lot was 
him just making really stupid decisions. But I I think they're a good defense. Yeah, I think they're a good defense. I don't think they're the best defense in the league. And I, I like if you put all this into perspective and I hate that like stats are so very specific and sort of like don't aggregate everything. Last year, obviously the Jets played I don't remember what the scores were like with and, and what the stats were when the Jets played the Bills. But obviously, Josh Allen was turning the ball over like crazy last year. He has the mm-hmm. most turnovers since like 2020, 2022, the first week. So, you know, he's giving turnovers to the Jets right there. The Jets played Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson with us last year. So, obviously, like we're not scoring points on them. They're playing Mac Jones twice a year. So, right. like, you're like, oh, the Jets, they're a top-tier defense. Like, are they really that top-tier when they're playing Skylar Thompson twice, uh, Josh Allen twice, who's turning the ball over like crazy, um, and Mac Jones twice? I, I just I, I just feel like it's – when you look at stats, you have to look at, like, what the context is of them, and I just feel like maybe their stats are a little bit more inflated than they should be. They're, they're a good to great defense – and also Sauce Gardner not getting called for any of the pass interference holdings that he never gets called for last year. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, and maybe that's like a horrible take, but I just I don't think they're as good as everybody says they are. It's a horrible take if you're a Jets fan. What kind of clips you got? Let's you see. Do any? I got a. Uh... The, the Patriots game, I talked to uh, Ansbach a little bit. I think the weather played into that game uh, for it to be so close for the birds. Uh, but I, I obviously didn't watch the game in depth because we were watching 50 other games at the, the same time. The Patriots always play well in bad weather situations because they're just they're, they're not they're, they're super bad. explosive and it'll stop explosive teams. Because, like, what yeah. was it? Was it last year or two years ago where they. We're like we're we're just gonna beat the Jets six to three. <laughs> like I don't care. I'll just run the ball the entire game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean maybe I go back and take a look another look at that game. I don't know really what Max stats were or what the running game was like. I mean Mac threw like over three hundred yards. Okay, um, against the Eagles. I mean that's in bad weather. That's it seems I mean, like a Patriot I listened to some of the, the Eagles talk. Radios. He had to though. Yeah, I heard some of the Eagles um, talk radio, and they were a little bit concerned about the front not getting pressure like they should, and stuff like that. And and Hertz just didn't have that same explosive play. The offense didn't right. have the same explosive play that they had like last year when you were like, this team's unstoppable. Like you just can't right. stop them. He he also had a fumble for a loss, but that fumble was. A, a textbook tackle, right? Face mask on the ball, right? Knocking it out. Um, so I think, like I said, I, I think the Eagles will be fine. I know we don't talk about that, but um, next week, you know, Dad thinks it's a trap game. I don't. What are your mm. What are your opinions on that? For the Dolphins. Yeah, for the Dolphins. No, I, I. I mean, it's a big game. It's a division game. Yeah, I. I, I mean, we don't. I don't have the clip, but the clip from McDaniels addressing the team after the game was like, Hey, great job. Um, you know, 
Great win. Enjoy, Enjoy tonight. Mate. Tomorrow we're coming in, divisional opponent. We're getting ready to go out there, you know, and do our thing against a divisional of divisional opponent. I think he understands that it's important. I think the team understands that that is important. Um, along with the fact that, like, I don't know how anybody who plays for the Dolphins could ever be like, yeah, Patriots, that's a rollover game. We'll just go out there and crush them. Like, the Patriots right. always play well, no matter who is playing, what people they have. If they're no-name people, Belichick finds a way to make these guys go out there and perform, has a great game plan. So I think, I would hope, that they understand that, you know, it's still going to be a dogfight, no matter, um, considering it's it's the Patriots and they have been not as great as they were before. So I wouldn't call it a trap game because I don't think a trap game to me is like us playing the Cardinals and the Cardinals being horrible. And we go out there and just lay an egg and the Cardinals beat us like 17 Agreed. to 10 or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Eagles game, they, they played from behind the entirety of the game. Mac threw it 54 times, Holy 300 man. yards, three TDs. He had the one pick, which was fluky. It, you know, it was tipped it's up him. and right in the slay's hands. But if you look at their run game, no one no one rushed for over thirty yards. Zeke had twenty nine yards on seven carries. That's right. And Zeke, Zeke fumbled. Zeke had Ramondre a fumble. had yeah. yeah, he had the fumble. Ramondre had twenty five yards on but, twelve carries. Yeah. So I think if you look at it in terms of of where Miami looked weak, they looked weak against the rush. I don't know if you see that as you know. I don't know if it's as bad against the Patriots. I think I think <clears throat> ideally you need to you need to get to Mac Jones. You need to pressure him. You need to make Make him make mistakes. I think you can get some turnovers out of that. I think defensively, the Patriots again—they're—they're uh, they're not a terrible defense, right? They—they they have some playmakers. They drafted that Christian Gonzalez guy at DB. He's good. They—they they have some bigger names on that defense. Some guys that can that can make plays. Um, they're you know I they. The Eagles had a bad game. Again, I think you're right. I think weather factored into some of what happened in that game. Yeah. But I think it being so early in the year, what Miami showed week one, and just their, I, I think their speed is just so hard to, to match up with and try to figure out, especially with the way Mike, you know, uses the motions and stuff like that and, and, and gets, you know, matchups and things like that i think it's tough i think it's tough to, to defensive you know game plan against you, so uh... I, I i don't agree that it's a trap game either again i think like ryan's saying it's a division game it's they, they know it's a division game they know it's it's major you know it's a big it's a big game regardless of whether or not it's week two or not so uh i think i i think miami you know has another good game and i think I think they handle the Patriots. I don't I don't see a lot of concerns. As long as you can get pressure, we need to start getting pressure defensively with that that defensive front. Yeah, I'm not as scared of the Patriots as as I once was. Yeah. Yeah, so so last year we we beat the Patriots at home early season and then we went to Foxborough and lost 23-21. That was probably with Skyler though. Yeah, it was with Skyler. So yeah. Should be a good game. I don't think it's I don't think it's a trap game either. I agree with Ryan. A trap game is more 
you go play a team that you know in the middle of the season isn't doing so good or whatever yeah. it may be right you kind of know their like identity you, you're a expected bit. to crush this team and you come out and just lay an egg because you're not ready right. hey we didn't show the the clips you want to see the uh the yeah. Tua yeah. to Tyreek step up third down um I saw a lot of people I didn't see this play live I don't even think I just saw yeah, any replays because I wasn't there because I was in and out of the game dealing with the kids um but so many people have said that this was the best throw that he's ever had. Um, so here we go. Let's let's take a look at this guy. Someone in the someone in uh, the stands stepping up and throwing. Yeah, it's not it's not a great angle. But uh, I mean, the way he uses his hips there, dude, he just launches his body through. So what is that? That's a 10-yard line, 15 to... It's like a 40-yard throw, 40-plus. 40 yeah. Someone showed it, uh, his trainer yeah, showed a Nick clip Hicks showed of him it. practicing this. This exact same thing. And it literally, yeah, it literally is, this, it's the exact same step up. It's the exact same way he throws the ball. Yes. It was so crazy to see that. And then you show another clip of the, uh, I think it's the Craycraft touchdown against the Ravens last year. Where he does a little, he, he kind of rolls to the left of the pocket. A guy's coming at him. And he does a little spin move out. Yep. He shows him in the off season doing that exact thing, same thing too. So you know, there's there's been uh, two examples already, right? One was a preseason game, and this game obviously with clips of him him training. It goes back to what you said, Ryan, like Josh Allen throwing picks and admitting like I've done this in the past, right? But like, what are you gonna do to fix it? Type thing. Um, just completely different, right? You know, I thought Josh, and it's only been one game, but I just thought the difference between two and Josh right now, right, just between week one is insane, right? It's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, Tua's shown so much improvement in basically every aspect of what he's doing. I think a large majority of it is confidence in what he's doing and having mm -hmm. people around him who who support him. I think I was watching something on ESPN or something like that where it said, like, maybe it was Dan Orlovsky saying it. Like, hey, you have to remember this guy started with Brian Flores, who is didn't a, even want him. Who was, yeah, a, like a Belichick kind of guy who was, like, tough love, like... I'm going to be hard on you, this and that. And then the whole situation with um, Fitzpatrick coming in, hey, we're going to put you put Tua in, but when, like, the game's online, Fitzpatrick's going in and switching it in and out, you know, benching Fitzpatrick, putting Tua in, and the team didn't know about it. And then the Watson situation where they're like, yeah, we want to go get Watson. So, like – this Tom guy's Brady been through situation. yeah like this guy's been through so much and then you have mcdaniel come in and be like hey you know my guy the whole thing is like hey here's i was watching mcdaniel's watching film and he's like he i'm seeing this guy do elite awesome things here's 700 clips i gotta show this guy stuff like that and just instilling his confidence in him to do what he needs to do great awesome last year showed that like he can do some stuff but I feel like he's making so much progress in getting better at what he's doing. Um, and I, I just, I feel, I feel confident. I, I've said it 
probably to you guys, I think I've said this before, but this was always my mindset coming into 2020, 2020 last year was this was his year. It was like make or break for Tua. If, if he didn't play well, we were he was gone. We were going to keep mm-hmm. him. We we're going to find somebody else to replace him. He just wasn't working out. And that was just based on everything that we've seen in the previous years where it was kind of just like in and out, was okay, wasn't great. Like the Dolphins can't keep this guy. We have to find somebody new. And him just stepping up and showing that he can do good stuff was amazing. And now I'm like, now I'm on board. Like he's showing so much improvement and doing so many great things that I don't care what anybody else says. Like the dude can't throw downfield, stuff like that, whatever. If you're watching the games, you know that he can he can make all the plays that you need to to make as a quarterback who is successful in the league and and can be elite so yeah that's i think even just confidence in terms of like how he interacts with the media like even today that clip where someone says you know after that week one performance you know what you know how do you feel about you know people still saying you can't throw the deep ball are, are you trying to transition me? Because I'm going to transition you right here. We can have everybody Did listen. you have the clip? Yeah, here we go. Ready? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> 466 is – that's what 466 is if I – Let me restart it. Ready? <laughs> anyone is still saying you can't throw deep? I don't care. I, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> 466 is – that's what 466 is if I can't throw deep. Thanks. His hand, dude. I love his hand. Anyone is still saying you can't throw deep? I don't care. So yeah, he he had this that awesome presser there where he's kind of just like yeah. People say Page he can't throw say. deep, but whatever. I I saw his after the after his post game interview with someone and they were they were talking about yeah, hey blah, blah blah yeah, they're like, you know you you threw four six for four sixty six and he's like, what four sixty six four four sixty six he didn't even know. Um, I guess throwing the ball down deep to those guys is, you know, normal to him. Um, he didn't realize how many yards he had. So I, his his demeanor with the media. It's definitely is, changed from, from how it used to be yeah, he's to, like, to how it is now. Well, you yeah. know how it is. You get older and you're like, yeah, no, I don't care what people think about me anymore. I'm just out here doing my job and not having – like having to defend myself over stuff. He he knows that people are going to come at him for stupid things all the time. Yeah. Um, he's just like, right. I just don't care. I, I was worried last year, his demeanor towards the end of the season and the way that he talked in interviews just didn't seem like it was all there. Cause I, well, he was, he was concussed. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like he was concussed. Well, I mean, yes oh, and no. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you're talking about like the off season and like some of the interviews he had type deal. Yeah, it was like near, near the end of the season where they were like, he he was out, he was concussed. in concussion protocol, but like they were like, no, nah, he's he didn't not. He had a concussion protocol until like after the season was completely over. Well, yeah, but remember they said he was he was out of concussion protocol, but they were like, we're not gonna we're not gonna say you're right. out of concussion right. protocol because we don't want you to play. And he and he did make he did do a lot of interviews near the end of the end of the year and talk to the media for stuff it just seemed like he wasn't all there but again it could have been that he was still in that state and i was just like i don't know it felt well no i think i think part of it now is he 
there's more confidence in in his just general even just general talking to the media plus i think with what he's done and again we're only a, a week in but with his performance as well i think he can throw it back in the face a little bit and you know he doesn't have to answer to all the you know you can't do this you can't do that kind of stuff yeah real quick i know i don't know if you have more clips but um did you no, guys no see the clips. mike the mike mcdaniel short yeah i was gonna bring that up yeah i did yeah. watch that it's pretty good right did you watch that was that like a documentary thing it's like a short docu like on, before on the him. game i saw yeah, what uh what was the guy's name who did it um jeff something yeah yeah i don't know his name i saw like a, a partial clip where he was in the car with him at like Two, in the, two o'clock in the two morning, in the morning yeah. or something like that. Supposedly, supposedly that's how early he wakes up. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, kind of went into the the Kubiak days when he was with uh, was it Denver? I think it was. I think it was uh, Houston, wasn't it? Houston, Houston. yeah, Houston. Um, where I think like he came in, you know, was late to work like two days or something, and um, Kubiak pretty much fired him. Um, but he talks about like you know he got into alcohol or was like going out and kind of that's maybe why he was late those days. Um, so when he got fired, it was kind of like a reality check for him. And, um, you know, he decided at that point uh, to, to work and to get back into the NFL. Um, and I think he has like a note card that has, you know, the number of days he was out of the NFL and it was like 800 and like 50, something like that. Um, until he got another job with the Cardinals with, the What's Niners. his name? The Niners with uh yeah um, the coach that's still there now. Shit, so it was a good Shanahan. short to hear kind yeah. of a little bit more about McDaniel and learn you know because you don't learn everything on day one right but it's it's cool to really get to know him right and I think the story about his past is really putting into perspective who he is and who he's been the last two years to Tua right to the team to the programs ever since his initial uh press conference right just the energy and the the want to give right everything um to to be great so only week one again but um it's really it's really cool to see what he's doing with the offense and and Tua especially yeah it's exciting it's nice to uh it's nice even though it was a four o'clock game to win that game because i, cause I I get I'm, I'm the same way every year, and I'll be the same way this year. After a win, it's nice, and I, my I know my week's gonna be more enjoyable. When we lose, I'm like miserable the rest of the night. I'm definitely miserable Monday, and it fades off, but it it fades off slowly throughout the week. Yeah, and I I hate that. So it's nice week one to get a win, and then you know you can watch you know the Sunday night games. You know it's the first week football's back, so you're watching everything you can. Yeah, and then you go and you watch Monday night, and I, it was like, I mean, Dessert. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but it's it's it was like best possible scenario for Miami. Yeah, I was like, I honestly don't care who wins because Miami won, so I don't care if the Jets win or the Bills win; it doesn't really matter to me. Dolphins yeah, played well. Uh, Ryan, were you watching that game with us that night? The Bills Jets game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's that's when Ian left, and then that's when. He came back because they were, they were driving down the field. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh, Allen threw an interception or something. And, yeah, and, I think he threw another interception. And Wilson was just driving down the field. He's like, what is going on? 
<laughs> and then they they scored um, and went up, and then the Bills came back, kicked a field goal to tie it. So yeah, yeah, I fell asleep for the very end of that game. I watched. I was awake up until I think the Jets. The Jets tied it up. Or no, I was I, I was I was awake until the Jets took the lead. I fell asleep before the Bills drove down and yeah, tied it up. Bills drove down, tied it up. They they doinked a field goal in. Yeah, that's right. It was a doink field goal. Then <laughs> they went to overtime, and you know Josh Allen threw, and then their special teams threw. Yeah. The the Jets play Dallas next week or this week. Yeah, that's like the big game this week. Las Vegas, the Raiders. Yeah, so Buffalo plays the Raiders with Garoppolo. Um, Yeah, I mean, we already talked kind of a little bit about the Miami-New England game to kind of wrap this whole podcast up because we've been here for over an hour. Um, Yeah, I don't think it's a trap game. I think that if Miami does what they need to do, like they've shown they can do, then they should win the game. I think they're only like two and a half yeah. point favorites, though. So I don't know. I guess that's because they're in New England. I don't really know. Um, yeah, I don't know what the weather's going to look like either. I think the, I just looked at the weather. It looks fairly clear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sixty degree night. It, it's if, a Sunday night game, so we got to wait this right. week to watch football. Yeah, we're the last. We're the last. Yeah. Yeah, if Miami has to rely on the run game, it might be a rough game, but. Um, I don't know. Well, they, they, this could be the game where it kind of kicks them off. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's true. I think the other thing is it was a majority Mostert, right? And then yeah. a little bit of Ahmed. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you didn't see anyone else. I forget. Uh, A-Chain was active, wasn't he? Or he was he not? No, I don't think he was he active. He wasn't active, no. no. I don't even so think So they he... only had oh, – that's right. They had Brooks active. Yep, Brooks. But I think uh, today's injury report, A-Chain was full. Actually, Mostert was, he didn't participate today with yeah. a knee. And I don't know if that's something he's just been dealing with. But maybe we'll see A-Chain activated this week. And I don't know, this could be a game where they kind of get the running game going. What's a uh, What's Armstead look like? Is he practicing? Uh, Is he going to be back or no? Is he practicing? Was, <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, after last ready? week, Dolphins might be like, listen, you just you rest. You make sure that you're good because we have somebody who can at least hold their own uh, on this offense or on that left side. And, and, you know, we'll just wait for you to get completely healthy to come back. So another uh, exciting week. was super nervous for the Chargers game. Going to be – Probably not yeah, as not nervous. as much nervous, but maybe a little bit nervous for this game. Um, but I think Armstead was limited today. Okay, so okay. Practice to a degree. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't fear Mac Jones' offense as much as I do the Chargers because Eckler is pretty awesome and their offensive line was good and Herbert is Herbert. Um, yeah. So hopefully the defense can take that step forward and kind of get out of last in the league rankings for stuff with this yeah. game. Um, and hopefully the offense keeps doing what they're doing, which I think they can do. So, Yeah. 
I, I don't know if you want to make a prediction about the Buffalo Raiders game. Well, we all picked Buffalo to win. I'm sorry, we all picked. I think uh, it's yeah. a bounce back game for the Bills. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they struggle like they did this uh, week one. I think. It, the, I think they'll the, be all right. The Raiders are coming off a win, right? Too, I think. Yeah, they beat the. I believe so. Um, who did they beat? Not the Saints. Uh, is it Tampa? The Brown, the Browns. No. No. Was it? No, Brown, it wasn't. It was the Bengals and the Browns. Um, I mean, I have all teams here. Lost. They played Seattle. They beat played the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. Seventeen six. Yeah, I'll just... tell you, that was the yeah, that was the um, Wilson game. Yeah, and where I he think played pretty decent. My whole idea was, we. I I'm not scared of Jimmy Garoppolo because I think you get a little pressure on him. Then he kind of folds, but you have Josh Jacobs back there now. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It, it, to me, it could go either way. I'm. I'm. The more that I'm realizing that the Dolphins can do so much offensively and can be in any game if they want to be, the more I'm realizing the Bills can also put themselves out of games very easily with sloppy play on the offense. Um, their defense is okay. good, but. If if Josh Allen's turning the ball over, there? yeah, if he's turning over the ball like he is, he's just putting other teams in games no matter what. So yeah. we'll see. And if we're gonna talk about the Bills, I think it's a rude awakening for the Jets this week. I don't think they stand a chance against the Cowboys. That defense is so good. Do you really think the Cowboys are that good, though? They scored. I don't know about their offense because you didn't see a lot of their offense, but that defense is. It, it, Against up against San Francisco, they're I mean they're they're up there one and two. You could go either way. That yeah. defense is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I mean their offense could be trash. Just, I mean we, special we teams scored a touchdown. They had that like pop up interception for a touchdown. I think Daniel yeah. Jones had a bad game. But I'm in, I'm on the same page yeah. with Daniel Jones. Like the dude's so inconsistent. Like he can play great games. And then you can play really, really bad games. Saquon Barkley uh, basically fumbles or pops a ball up or whatever. Like, you guys have guys not playing great at all in week one in primetime. Yeah. I don't know. And you know how Dallas was last year. They destroyed teams. And then they just got demolished by, like, the Texans who were, like, a... So it's, like it's, it's, it's it's a good matchup, right? I mean, you got Dak against a good defense, what we think might be a good defense. We don't really know. Um, but then you got uh, Allen up against a really good defense. So I think it'll be a good game. You said that, is that a, like a Sunday night, Monday night? Not a Sunday night, but uh, it's a big game. Uh, the Dallas Jets. Well, that's, uh, I think, next week's slate of games, that's probably the best matchup so far in terms of... Although... Zach Wilson's a quarterback, so. Yeah, is that a uh, – yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I just don't think that he he can play well against a, a good team. That's a that's a 425 game. Okay. So, all right, cool. Well, week two, baby. Let's go. Yeah, week two. We'll, we'll get some uh, – we get the all-22 footage. Hopefully we get some, some stuff cut up for next week um, so we can have some – 
sort of mashups of things yeah. here, or maybe we'll just steal someone else's yeah, mashups. Yeah, I, I got to do, uh, do a better job of sending stuff into the chat, because there's so many mashups out there you could use as clips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. We have that um, that content dump, and I always see stuff that I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, All 22 stuff, I'm assuming that only one person can log into that at once. No, I'm sure you can do multiple... So you can log in and, I mean, you can try it after the, the thing here. Just me log in, you okay. log in. Um, All right. Yeah. We're good. Hey, All I got to right. do the... Let's go! Miami and the Dolphins, the greatest football team. See, if the, <laughs> if the Bills had a catchy uh, slogan clip like that, then maybe they'd have some more luck in their games. Yeah, I don't know. They have something. I forget what it is. All right, All till right. next week. Peace. Till next week. See ya.